Hello everyone. Hope you all doing well. Welcome to the very first episode of DevOps with Zach. I'm Arshad Zakaria and today I have a guest with me who is Nilesh Jayanandana. He's an architect at WS2 Sri Lanka and a Kubernetes trainer. Today we will be demystifying DevOps. So let's get started. So hi Nilesh, how are you doing today? Hey Zach, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great as well. So how is the weather in Sri Lanka today? Good. It's a bit rainy today, but but it's okay. It's, it's a nice, nice weather right now. What about you? You're, you're based in Singapore, right? Yeah, correct. So Singapore weather is very unpredictable. So we, we, you can't say whether it's going to rain or uh, whether it's going to sunny. So it's always keep changing. <laughs> so, uh, so Nilesh, uh, why don't you uh, give a small intro about uh, yourself and what you're doing currently and about your background a little bit? Okay. Uh, so I, I'm currently a software architect at uh, an organization called WSO2. So uh, I've been I've been a developer. I've been an engineer. I've been I've been into DevOps for the past eight plus years. And uh, at WSO2, what I'm doing is uh, I'm architecting this uh, solution called Corio, which is an iPaaS solution uh, which allows people to sort of like run their uh, applications, services, whatnot on this language called Ballerina as with a with a sort of like a low code experience. And we sort of like give a no op solutions to them. Like, and the platform basically takes care of everything. So that's that's a brief intro on me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Everyone. Really, really interesting. So let's see. So uh, you know the, about this uh, post uh, podcast. What we are going to do is today, like, uh, so uh, to uh, you know uh, share the knowledge about like what you think about the DevOps and you know uh, the current industry. I have seen a lot of people, like a lot of engineers and others, thinking that DevOps is something like uh, depends on the tools, like uh, Kubernetes, uh, AWS tools, or like uh, Docker, uh, whatever the tools in the industry. But I think it's not uh, to explain what is DevOps. So uh, I thought of uh, starting with this episode, like uh, explain what is uh, DevOps and uh, how we should uh, understand the main principle of DevOps. So, uh, point of uh, from your point of view, so what do you think about DevOps exactly? Yeah, so as you pointed out, Zach, right, that's exactly correct. So when we talk about DevOps, a lot of organizations quickly jump into tools. They they jump into clouds, like and then you know Kubernetes, Docker, and all of these things. They think these tools are DevOps, but at the end of the day, that is not really DevOps. DevOps to me is um, sort of like I would say primarily it's a culture. So organizations need to sort of like um, have DevOps as a culture. It's a, it's a framework. It's a it's a it's a mindset really, like uh, the way you do things, and then you know how you handle the processes, and then tools of course come into it, come into the bigger picture. But it's not just tools. It's basically to me, it's it's the mindset, the culture, uh, the processes you do, the automations you do and the tools you bring in. So all of them together to me is what DevOps is. What do you, what do you think? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so uh, I, I believe the same thing, you know, like uh, whenever like a, a, a junior or else a, a fresh graduate always asks, so uh, what, what is DevOps like and how to be, become a DevOps? So always they ask like, okay, uh, if if I do this, this particular certification, can I be a DevOps engineer? If I learn Kubernetes, can I be a DevOps engineer? So it's very hard to explain them like, okay, uh, this is not DevOps. And uh, it's like you said, it's mindset, right? So uh, when it comes to mindset, the, the other person should also have that, should have that mindset to understand and 
you know uh, abstract that uh, what we explaining so they might think okay these guys are jabbering about theory theory is not uh, actually practical uh, practical or everyone is asking about kubernetes experience or uh, doc experience in their resumes and stuff but i think uh, when it comes to job hunting also they are doing a very bad thing like uh, they are always looking for these uh, main tool based i don't know there are some uh, jds have seen that uh, they mentioned about okay they need a aws devops engineer they need a, a kubernetes devops engineer i don't know what that means but uh, end of the day uh, uh, it's it's about the culture practices and uh, tools tools taking the rest of the things but mainly culture and uh, practices so uh, let's talk about the when it comes to culture i think uh, uh, we can talk about a little bit about the 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 collaboration about the teams uh, mm. so what do you think like you know the, the i think the devops is a one person job role or just kind we can justify as an engineer or like uh, is it a collaborative work what do you think about that yeah i think uh, how devops came to be um, basically you know the story right so there were developers once and there was you know system operation yeah, engineers and then you know they were always going back and forth developers knew how the applications were how the app was working but the sysops engineers didn't know how the app was working but you know they were tasked with you know maintaining and running the application whereas developers just focused on developing and nothing to do with deployment so this actually had a rift between these two teams uh, so they were always going back and forth there were always miscommunications and you know it was really inefficient so devops was like the idea came to be i think it was was it google or ibm i'm not sure uh, so uh, put these two teams together and let them collaborate so um, what happens after that that's how the devops was coined the term devops was coined and then as a devops engineer you can sort of like take care of the entire life cycle of your application uh from from start to deploy and uh, you know the when it comes to the mindset it's all about you know teamwork and you know continuous learning on how to do things how to improve things looking at the feedback and how how things are going on you you make improvements you make tiny tiny adjustments and also like sort of like automate everything so there's a famous saying or a famous quote i can't remember who exactly said it but uh says that automate yourself out of the job so uh, that is sort of like a base principle when it comes to devops you sort of like do automations and then you know make everything's just you know streamlined and get everything working as quickly as possible uh what are your thoughts Ah, yeah, Nilesh, it's a good uh, explanation about uh, what you said right now. Yep. So yes, uh, let me add something like uh, before DevOps, like there's a team called Autonomous Team. They have the one who like everything like themselves. Uh, yes, currently, uh, the current industry, I think it's uh, uh, how to explain that. Like for every task, now we have a separate engineer, right? For for example, like security, when comes security, also like uh, uh, they have the SOC and their security engineers. and uh, devsecops engineers uh, so so on so it's i think the, the job roles are like uh, more yeah, they distribute into several areas like uh, uh, same like if you call like agile, agile method right so yeah. uh, i think the same way they they distribute the job market as well right now uh, and the good uh, the good example i would say for uh, what you explained like in short uh, there's a famous joke right uh, mm-hmm. the developer is always complaining okay 
it's working on my computer my local i don't care whether it's not working on the production so she saw so operation engine always complaining uh, i don't know it's not working on the production it may be working in a development environment but uh, so that's the main thing so that i think where the practices are comes right the, the change yeah. management and uh, like you said like uh, the the processes and stuff so uh, let's talk about the change management like uh, like you said like automate everything uh, uh, i i had this question like everyone is asking okay uh, if there is a small task even do you do you want me to uh, automate as like for example okay uh, we are creating an infrastructure whether it may be a small one but uh, still they're saying okay i mean i have to spend a lot of time on the coding but uh, if i do in the manual i can do it faster but no i always say okay go with that process uh, code it Uh, infrastructure as a uh, code and uh, do it through the change so uh, what do you think about the uh, the the change management and iac part so uh, are you think uh, uh, taking a pivotal role in this uh, the devops it is it is actually even even a small thing i i believe you should it's better to go with an iac because then you have sort of like a source of truth as that 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 sort of like document or that code on how your infrastructure is built and you know you can always come back and check if you don't do that what's going to happen is you're going to press some buttons in your console and then you're going to create certain resources and then you have no idea they were even created a couple of months later you, don't, you have no idea about the architecture how you, what are the networks and stuff like that you always have to sort of like dig through to find out again but the moment you jump into iac uh, that's not the case i mean it, there's a single source of truth as that document like can you terraform pulumi or whatever whatever that works for you and uh, you can always study that and see how it is like for example if you look at aws there are in the console i think you have probably seen that um, there are multiple regions and you can have to sort of like switch through regions to see what are the things that you have on each and every resource but to me it's very easy to sort of like read the iac code and uh, like figure out how things are you know what are the resources that are being deployed and all of that furthermore uh, there are additional stuff as well the change management you talked about so with the pipeline and with how all of these things you can always vet your changes so that you can make sure that no uh, mistakes are happening and also <clears throat> you can always scan for security vulnerabilities and all of these things so there are so many advantages that you can actually implement when you go go via the iac route rather than you know you you go ahead and do manual changes on the console i i highly recommend against you know going to the console and clicking buttons and deploying certain things even small ones i would recommend to go with iac yeah that that's that's really uh, i mean uh, i'm agree with that nilesh because uh, i have seen that a uh, lot of areas uh, uh, uh for example okay uh, especially some security groups or some other changes uh, mm. some engineers made changes in the production uh, with the console and again when they try to execute their uh, iac script then there's a conflict okay now we have to find who the developer and uh, who has done these things yeah. so yeah <laughs> so later in the episodes we can uh, talk about those, those things like best practice of iac and we can invite another speaker maybe we can have a, a good conversation about that Yeah. So uh and one more thing like uh, apart from this practice culture I have seen that a lot of uh, issues uh, that uh, between the groups like I have seen this uh, disconnect between the groups you know like uh, uh when it comes to developers okay developers and uh, QA engineers differently and the security engineers mm-hmm. DB engineers and 
I think this uh, the, the DevOps uh, I think uh, fix this issue and make this uh, uh, the groups work to collaboratively. And I think uh, the DevOps uh, f- personally, I believe the DevOps fix this issue to uh, work as a team. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think as as we mentioned, right? So currently, how the industry is going, DevOps has become its own silo. Like there are spe- specialized DevOps teams now. But as I mentioned earlier, DevOps is a culture that should spread across all areas in the organization. Uh, it's a mindset, really. So like when it comes to security, when it comes to automation and doing all of these things, this mindset should be there on everybody's head, starting from developer. Because when developer is developing code, he should he or she should have the security first approach. If they don't implement proper security at the code level, then, you know, when you go into the latter stages of your deployment, then there are issues. So uh, automation and doing all of these things, um, it should be an overall thing on the uh, entire team. Uh, the mindset should be there. But however, there are the, the specialized DevOps team, the role of them, what I see is basically acting as a governing body, supporting developers, security engineers, and, you know, all the other silos to sort of like bring all of these silos together, implement best practices, implement processes, and, uh, you know, move the organization forward. Uh, I think that's what the role of a DevOps team should be. And implementing DevOps is is a role of everyone in the team, not just yeah. the DevOps team. I agree. I would like to add few, uh, one more thing there. Like, uh, okay, when it comes to, uh, you, you were talking about the engineers, right? So the, yeah, the, yeah. the job roles. So yes, so I've seen this one, like uh, the the current generation. I've seen lack of uh, uh, the, the the issues. Uh, what I'm seeing is with the current generation is that uh, they started, with, they starting the carry with the cloud and, you know, the new tools and stuff. Uh, they're kind of lacking off the basic, I would say, not everyone, but uh most of the uh, the current engineers I've seen is a ba- uh, the lack of knowledge, and uh, they try to fix things like uh, very fast. They're not like what you said mentioned in this about the security side. I'll give yeah. a good example about that. Like, okay, uh, there can be two engineers. One is a, a junior uh, associate in software engineer, and one can be a, a, a senior or lead level, maybe five to six years experience. So some some places expecting if the junior engineer is doing a task within one hour. Some companies expecting to do the same with the senior one within the five to 10 minutes, but it's wrong. Yeah. So what I would say is like, uh, uh, if, if, if a junior engineer is completing a task within one hour, the senior engineer should be take more than that. Uh, uh, maybe uh, three hours, five hours, or maybe five days, because uh, the, the knowledge scope of the junior engineer is very limited. He yeah. or she, like you mentioned, he or she, they don't uh, have the experience and the knowledge at that time because they are a junior right that's yeah. uh, so they might uh, think with that uh, the, the the limited domain but when it comes to senior engineer they they have this experience and they will think about all of the the security side the network the performance even the cost the performance mainly impact the cost right so i have seen i have worked with uh, such of engineers uh, with my career i'm really glad uh, they think out of the box and give the solution. So uh, I would like to add that part uh, to your topic as well. And the next yeah. one is I've seen lacking other th- uh, uh, the, the thing, what I'm seeing uh, in an organization where we're lacking, uh, the sharing feedback, the best practices. 
so yeah. when it comes to sharing feedback okay they they take some some are taking these things are personal but i think the, in the devops culture when it comes to devops the feedback is really important so yeah. what do you think about the 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 feedback uh, yeah, about the, the feedback. feedback yeah yeah i think um, yeah you shouldn't take these things personally anyway uh, i think um, feedback as in how it's not really performance feedback it's just the way you do things there are certain organizations you know um who are really comfortable with what they're doing and uh, although it it seems inefficient it although for us outsiders it seems inefficient but to them you know they are really comfortable they are in the happy place like they don't want to go ahead and learn a new tool or a better way to do what they already have so um then it's it's sort of like problematic so you really need to sort of like fix the mindset to sort of like have always improve always look for better options always improve your efficiency improve your flows processes etc then only as an organization that particular company can move forward um rather than you know being stuck in the same place um and also like a small thing to add on uh, what you said earlier like um, a lead engineer taking more time than a developer i mean it's it's touch and go right because uh, uh sometimes junior engineer doesn't know anything at all and they had to do a lot of research to do something and then still they end up with a half half job whereas uh, the lead engineer with the experience he might not know the technology but with the experience might know where to actually shoot the arrow right a specific area and then do the research on that and then do a full full job or a completed job for a given task but i think the timing is you know depending on the task etc there's a there's, there's a chance that a lead engineer can do it before the junior engineer <laughs> but yeah i mean depending on you know the experience and the the and the, of, the culture of the organization as well i think yes yes yes, yes. Yeah. and also like also the lead engineer actually should uh, be humble enough to sort of like accept certain things that junior engineers are saying i think that is also a big part of devops the whole feedback loop so um because nobody can know everything right so you should always be open to learn from anyone and everyone so um i think that's that's a big part of devops yes side. yes i think I, i actually that's i totally agree with you like uh, it doesn't matter how old are you what are the experience you have maybe you maybe uh, you have like 10 certifications yeah uh, personally i don't believe in certifications because i have seen people like those who have like lot of certification even they don't know the basics so Yeah, uh, certifications are good like yes to improve your career and stuff but if you if you if you're the uh, if you have the intention to do the certifications to gain the knowledge yes i would agree but if you are doing like sake of just to get the certification then no point so yes the sharing taking one of the uh, main part uh, uh, in that uh, devops uh, uh, culture then uh, when it's practices uh, i think uh, most of the people uh, talking about the ci cd when it comes to devops uh, we cannot forget the ci cd yeah. so yeah. i believe the audience now know that ci cd part of this one uh, so uh, let's uh, briefly we'll uh, give an introduction what about ci cd so nilesh why don't you just uh, give a brief from first commit to the production deployment uh, how the ci cd implementing yeah so continuous integration and continuous deployment which is dubbed uh, as ci cd um basically uh, it it's it's the automation process that we've been talking about throughout today um so basically um how let's just go with an example i when i was an intern when i was an intern engineer 
I was working in this organization and uh, the way they deployed production was basically, it was a PHP application. Uh, I would just, I didn't even, we didn't even have a code base if I'm, if I remember, it was just local. It was a, it wasn't an IT organization, it was a non-IT organization. And uh, how, how they deployed to production was basically, uh, there was this thing called FileZilla. Uh, you can use it to sort of like FTP into the server. So you would sort of like uh, FTP your PHP files into the server at real time. I mean, it's a zero downtime update. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where they got that part right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you do the replacement. That was another thing I've I've seen um, some, some organizations do work with Java and stuff. Um, you know, you push to the code, uh, push to the code. You SSH into the server. You pull the code. You build the jar, and then you stop the current jar, and then you uh, start the new jar, jar file, uh, the the HTTP server. Um, you know, all of these things are manual work, and these are prone for human failures. And then these are, it's it's cumbersome, and also there's a lot of you know, it's prone to failures. So what CICD does is it automates this entire flow. So as a developer, if a CICD is set up for me and if I have good Git practices, uh, from code to production, it's one seamless flow. Like we have these things in DevOps called environments. We have a pre-dev environment, dev environment, staging. I mean, there's so many environments, right? Um, so for this this conversation let's say that we have development staging and production so when you make um, and then when it comes to git there are there are practices there there's you can do feature branching you can have sort of like main branches like dev prod etc so however you do it it's fine so you push the code to your repository and then um, you can create a trigger you can say all right when you push to the main branch or the master branch create a trigger uh, you know run something so basically main or master let's assume that you have stable code there like action yeah 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 so um you can trigger something in github we have this thing called github actions and um, you know there are other stuff as well other ci ci cd tools yeah. so when this action happens when this trigger happens we can define tasks to do on this uh trigger so when we push to the master it would automatically run a job that would sort of like scan your code to check vulnerabilities probably and then it's gonna uh, do a build and uh, you know test it and then you know build your artifacts push it somewhere and then you know deploy it into your server and then sort of like update it and then it's done and it's very easy for a developer because all you have to then do is do a git push and you can just watch everything just you know slowly unravel and then update everything and you don't have to do everything i mean you have this sense of accomplishment when you actually do that when it happens i mean it's, it's very fun to see how your pipelines are working on all of these things probably have to try it out and see yeah Nilesh, that's that's a good example i, I think uh, i mean like uh, it's a very vast area so uh, we can yeah. have a few uh, podcast about that uh, the git flow is a separate topic and uh, the best practices there, like uh, how we implemented DevSecOps uh, yeah. uh, to that pipeline. So yeah, we can do another session for that definitely. So uh, uh, let's move on and we'll, let's go to the uh, the bit of observability part. So I think uh, for me, that's my favorite area. Mm. Uh, like uh, without observability, 
everything is fail so just just brief about the observability like what you what you think like why is very pivotal yeah so we spoke about ci cd that only st- that stops after you deploy to production then it's done so now you have to monitor your production how your application is working the latencies uh, whether your users are encountering any errors whether your applications are crashing whether your services are all up so uh, all of these you need to sort of like monitor you have to observe and and you have to look at um, with observability comes alert it's all everything is in part right so um you got to set up alert so that you are always one step ahead if something is happening or if something's going wrong you always know what's going on and you know how to fix it you're not going to wait till your customer calls you and tells you your site is down or your functionality is not working that is a bad practice you should be you should be able to know these things beforehand and you should also be able to mitigate these things beforehand all of these things come under observability it allows you to properly scale your stuff make proper decisions take business decisions and do all of these things and also many organizations has this thing called sla service level agreement so all of these things actually come in par with uh, observability and how you set up your observability pipelines um yeah that's yeah, yeah that that's uh, comes to that area as well uh, and uh, it's covering part of the sri sri side as well uh, yes. with the sla silo and sla yeah yes so uh, let's wrap it up uh, what we have talked about today uh, about the devops like basically so devops is the combination of culture practices and tools that increases an organization's ability to uh, deliver applications and services at high velocity so the the high velocity in the sense like uh, like nilesh explained that uh, uh, the, the 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 deliveries to the production should be in high velocity uh yeah i've seen that amazon you uh amazon facebook youtube they they do this right without zero i mean with zero downtime we don't even feel it like uh, uh so with their best practice and architecture so let's uh, uh talk about these things in the coming up uh, coming up uh, episodes uh, of this podcast so nilesh you want to say anything before we wrap it up this session today i know i think nothing much just have a good day and uh, you know keep listening to that he would probably have good uh, good um, episodes coming up in his podcast uh, thank you thank you nilesh for uh, joining me this today okay yeah. take care thanks see you bye thank you nilesh for joining with us today hope to see you all there soon with another episode of devops with zack take care bye bye